Welcome to the Apologia Podcast, the audio-only archive of the Apologia YouTube channel. Note that some content was designed to go with visuals, but the imagination can be a powerful thing. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it a 5-star rating on the podcast app you're using now to help us reach more people. Or, since this endeavor is ad-free, consider going a step further and supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash apologia. But for now, let's get to the episode. Part of the Ham and Egg News series, posted January 12, 2022, titled Atheist Watch, Night at the Ark Encounter, featuring Shannon Q. The second part, part two of the Creation Today duology. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Until Ken Ham finishes his Tower of Babel, then we can have a trilogy. Oh, I can't wait for him to finish the Tower of Babel. We need to go to Kentucky so bad is the sentence I never thought I'd say. <laughs> but Don't know that we that's, need to. Has that sentence ever been uttered by Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> it has. Are we doing a shot to commemorate part two? All right, two? so part two, what are we drinking this time? These are Cafe Au Lait. That doesn't have any creation implications. <laughs> no, Cafe Au Lait. They're well, good. You never know. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I like that they're using the water because this one's mm. the Ark Encounter, so we need to know that the floods... There's water. <laughs> I'm making the best words. <laughs> I have all the I'm best so words. I'm so articulate right now. That's Tim. So that's there's Tim. There's Tim. No <laughs> yeah, that's Tim being the j- terrible giant. Uh, he's killing that woman. Right? Why? Because giants are bad. When they pan over, you're going to see that they're fighting dinosaurs along with Of course other... they are. Of course. Why wouldn't they be? Because dinosaurs obviously existed with humans. To make those signs, too. To make all the signs. To, to make, make all to, the signs. To, to, to make all signs. To make all signs. <laughs> Is that a giraffe kind? Right. That is, yes. That is the giraffe kind. Shut your mouth. So it's the short neck. This is before they became long neck. Really? Yeah. So that we can represent the various other giraffe relatives alive today who do not have long necks. All right. Before the flood, trees were short. (laughs) (laughs) Is the dinosaur wearing a tiny hat? (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. Bumblebee. Bumblebee. <laughs> Back again. That'll be part three when they have the when they have the uh, Tower of Babel. Then we'll also have a robot that changes the, <laughs> the car. Is that gonna be a whole different museum though, or is he building the Tower of Babel at one of the Oh uh, yeah, ones? it's actually it's supposed to be on the property of the Ark Encounter. Oh, yeah, okay. So. Alright. No one sees this as a problem. (laughs) God's not going to suddenly make us all speak different languages again. It doesn't make any sense that people would be standing next to one another speaking different languages 
and not look at each other and say, okay, well, we need to find a way to communicate with one another. Like, in the Bible story, they're just like, well, I guess we can't communicate anymore. I guess we'll just move. We'll just head in all (laughs) different directions. I'll find the one apparently person of the opposite sex that can speak the same non-existent until now language that I speak, and we'll just go repopulate the planet. Like, they just keep bottlenecking over and over and over again. I hadn't thought about that. Totally, that creates new bottlenecks. Of course it does, because they Adam and Eve bottleneck, and then Noah bottleneck, and then Tower of Babel, another bottleneck. Multiple bottlenecks, yeah, for sure. There's no way we could figure out a way to communicate, because evidently we also forgot the language we also spoke. Right. Where we could understand each other, and we'll just take off and repopulate a portion of the world, <laughs> just the two of us together, and teach everybody this language. Hey, Ricky. Hey, man, how was school? Oh, good. Hey, with this new job, I might get to hang out every single weekend. Yeah, it's garden museums or something. Whoa. They've got me guarding Noah's Ark. <laughs> We got to come check this out sometime, man. This is awesome. I like how they don't give away that it's literally attached to a whole ass fucking building. Yeah. Every camera angle makes it look like it's just the boat. Yeah, for those who don't know, the the back half of the building is literally just attached to what it looks like a very unremarkable industrial complex building. Where they make delightful fudge. (laughs) Drink. Hi, I'm Gabrielle. Can I help you find something? Derek Daly, the new night guard around here. Nice to meet you. Pleasure Introducing to meet you. Introducing new characters in the sequel. I know, where's Jimothy? Who's Gabrielle? Is her name Gabrielle? <laughs> <laughs> Jimothy started his day at the Creation Museum. Mm-hmm. And then drove across the state. And is now restocking his own book. <laughs> is that his book too? It's his book. Of course it's it is. Book. <laughs> My books are prominently displayed. <laughs> Cheers, Jimothy. Hey, Jim. Derek, hey, good to see you again. You survived. I did. Man, you survived what, the afternoon? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Can I call you Gigantor? Uh, sure, dum-dum. Oh, got me. So if you saw Night at the Museum in 2006, Uh Owen Wilson's character Mm -hmm. calls Ben Stiller's character Gigantor in that film. Step aside, Gigantor! Okay. And there's another character. Oh, because he's little. Because he's little. Okay. And there's another character who calls everyone dum-dum. Dum dum. Yes. You give me gum gum. Oh, so they're callbacks. Just so callbacks. Everybody put off by the by the time they got to part two. That this is a parody. This is still a parody of the museum. No way. Pretty big, isn't it? That's what she said. (laughs) So you really think a a guy that was like 900 years old built this whole thing by himself? No, and no. Oh, so you don't believe it either? I didn't say that. What? Well, he didn't build it by himself. No. He had family members that could have helped That's out. That's right. <laughs> the problem with the 900-year-old person building it is not <laughs> that he did it by himself. Is that his 700-year-old son? That's right. <laughs> Duh! He could have hired construction crews. And you know what? Think about that. That would have given him an opportunity to, to warn people about the coming flood. What? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So he hired a construction crew, and he was like, everybody's going to die. So, no, I'm not going to save you guys, but can you help me build this boat? <laughs> That's right. And they were like, absolutely, yeah. 100%. Yeah, for tw- like five shekels an hour. could have hired construction <laughs> crews. That's amazing. So the recent like, Noah movie with uh, 
Gladiator Boy. Gladiator Boy. <laughs> With, uh, what's his name? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Gladiator Boy. <laughs> That's why Christians didn't like that one, because in that one, Noah's an asshole. Well, I mean, Noah kind of was an asshole. Exactly. First thing he did was get loaded and right. pass out naked. That's right. And then, like, shun his child who saw him naked. No. But it's, it's entirely accurate to what the Bible story says, which was like, I'm not trying to help any of these people. No, screw y'all. Yeah. And Bible didn't say he was 900 when he built it. He was in his 500s. <laughs> He's in his prime. <laughs> it wasn't 900. He was 500. Remember Adam and Eve? Oh, the naked people. Yeah. Well, they were for a time, I don't right? understand even why Christians have an issue with nakedness, because essentially God was like, naked is the best way. Right. So humans were the ones that were like, oh, I feel ashamed about being naked. So, theoretically, in heaven, if we're restoring back to perfection... We'd be naked. You wouldn't be wearing clothes in heaven. Yeah. Because you'd be restoring to perfection. It was the fall that made us ashamed of nakedness. So, really, to be godly, we should have this sort of reverence for nudity. Which is actually funny, because Noah's big sin after the thing was being naked. Yes. Yep. And he didn't even get punished for it. Ham did. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Ham is like... There might be weird contradictions in the Bible. (laughs) I know. I know. We're perfect when we're naked. Except always cover yourself (laughs) all the time. We are breaking new theological ground here on Hammy Oh, yes, I'm sure all the theologians are going to just completely be on board with what we just said. This is in the Grand Canyon. These are bent rock layers. Do you see these? Yeah. No. Is it easy to bend rock? No. No. I mean, I couldn't do it, <laughs> so it's impossible. If a human can't do it, it can't be done. So while I was crediting Danny Faulkner earlier for actually using the name of something that scientists actually use, which is a big improvement for astrogenesis, <laughs> they're still going with bent rock when really what geologists say is folded. So if you ever Google bent rock, all that you come up with is creationist stuff. Yeah, shocking. But if you Google folded rock... Mm-hmm you see thousands of articles about all the places on Earth where rock makes this same kind of curved shape. Clever little bastards. If you look at a tree or a stick, you're kind of used to you thinking it's just straight, or it bends for a little while, Until it or it breaks. Mm-hmm. But of course, what they ignore is that there are in-between states. When you're a young Earth creationist, what you ignore is time. And what geologists have observed and noted over and over around the world is that when you have a lot of time, there's an amount of pressure that doesn't break the rock, but that over time warps it. Okay, that makes sense to me. Like on the shelf on your shelving unit, when you put books on it, mm-hmm. day one it's fine, but two years later you take the books off and you notice that your shelf is bowed. Sure, yes. It's the same thing with rocks. Even rock will bow given slow pressure that isn't enough pressure to break it. So what creationists don't understand is that things happen in incremental phases over the course of extended periods of time. But they couldn't understand that because in order to understand that, you would have to acknowledge that there's extended periods of time above and beyond just 6,000 years. And also conditions matter too. Like when it comes to like bending wood, anybody who does woodworking knows that like if you just bend something like forcefully and immediately it'll break but you can soak the wood and then apply even pressure over a longer period of time and you can create 
an effect where it bows without breaking. Absolutely. And if you apply low-level heat, it becomes more pliable, which is, of course, what happens to rock when it's not at the surface level. Mm -hmm. Rock, which is lower, closer to the magma, it's not on fire, but it is more pliable. It would be more malleable, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and ductile. Yeah, and, and these kind of things like what Jimothy is showing us here. <laughs> I love this episode. <laughs> I'm it, so excited. It's not surface level. What he's showing us is something that happens, you know, way below. <laughs> it breaks. It breaks. So how can you explain this over billions of years? We just did, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even need you to ask. No. Jimothy. We're not even geologists. <laughs> Each of these were laid down slowly and gradually over long periods of time, and they're hardened, and then this upwarp occurs. What would happen to all those rocks? Break. They would break. It's that false dichotomy. If there is a condition between straight and breaking. Yeah. Can you listen to this? That's the sound of me talking about geology. <laughs> That's what that sound is. Well. I'm sorry, Stephen. I love you. I love you, Stephen. You're interesting, but fucking geology bores the shit out of me. Welcome to the new Polygia ASMR channel. <laughs> well, the worldwide flood would lay down all these layers very rapidly, and while they're still soft, you get this upwarp that bends all of these, and they're not broken. No, bullshit. <laughs> This is the most worked up you've been. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, base, Jimothy. During a flood, we are not going to get the kind of layers we get. You're going to get layers by density. Within a layer, you are not going to get multiple layers of multiple types of sediments. Like, this is just... Potholer 55 did a wicked ass Absolutely. If you are too new to YouTube to have seen Potholer 55... Just go binge watch Oh, everything. 100%. Literally anything he puts out ever. But his hydrologic sorting video was the best. Like when he puts them all in the container and he goes, let's count the layers. <laughs> One. <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. Potholer55, if you'd like to come on my channel, please... Don't come on my channel first. Don't right fuck Paul. Fuck Paul. This is just one of the many evidences for the worldwide flood. In fact, there's a lot of them here in this building that I think you can explore tonight. I'm looking forward to that. I've got to get going. Okay. Derek, have a great night. Bye, Jimothy. <laughs> we'll miss you. I'm sure you won't fall asleep again. <laughs> he didn't get that instruction this time. Oh. He didn't get the don't fall asleep instruction. He didn't even get a list. Let's just talk about the sign I made instead. Oh, and uh, Derek? Yeah. Don't fall asleep. Oh, 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 I stand corrected. You spoke too soon. I stand corrected. Once again, we're using the flashlight in the well. -lit <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the theme of this. So do I need a flashlight? Yes. 100% of the time. Absolutely, I need a flashlight. He doesn't want us to judge his movie. I get that, I guess. I kind of like it. <laughs> We kind of like it. Yeah, we kind of. It's true. Like that, it. It's true to the I promise. Know, I kind of like, like it. Like, kinda I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I kind of like it. I'm having a. I'm having a great time. Having a time. <laughs> I don't know if Eric would approve of it. <laughs> having a time. Creation movie. Having, having a time. time. <laughs> I've got. Any Maritimers will get that reference. I know. I have like five followers. Fancy flashlight moves on point. <laughs> How is that supposed to be in it? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
like it hurt. That was very realistic. I totally believe that flashlight came from a distance and hit your head. 100%. Oh, he didn't fall asleep, though. So he's not having this a nap. Is, I followed my instructions. I didn't fall asleep. I just got knocked unconscious by a flashlight. That was intense. <laughs> no Eric Hovens were harmed in the creation of this time. <laughs> Oh, let me guess. Now this boat that's attached to a building <laughs> in real life... It's going to set out to sea? ...is somehow going to be an actual boat. Mm. Right. Okay. How did they detach it from the building without it sinking is my question. Or they're just not going to acknowledge that it's attached to a I building? I think they've selectively not disclose that information. Oh, well, I mean, selectively not disclosing information is essentially AIG's <laughs> fucking motto. So much acting. <laughs> you ever seen those clips of Star Trek? <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> Where they stabilize the camera and you just see the actors running around. Yeah, yeah. That's what this is. When do we have a shot? I'm ready. Right, I'm ready. ready for the, I was waiting for well, something flood, special to the, happen. The flood has begun. And I feel like the world flooding is a special occasion. Cheers. What are we drinking? These are slippery nipples. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric is slippery at this point. And he has nipples. <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Eric's never going to text you again. I think you've ruined your friendship. Yeah. And I helped facilitate that. And I'm sorry about that. But also, hashtag sorry, not sorry. Do you know what's happening? I don't know, man. This is really freaking me out. It's the flood. At the beginning of the flood, the fountains of the Great Deep broke open. Look at that graphic. Magma, which opens up into lava and somehow generates water? Explain that shit to me. Explain well, it to me. Unfortunately, that is one of the things they're stuck with from the Bible. The Bible specifically says that the first thing that happened was that the fountains of the deep, in quotes, opened up. And one of the criticisms is, of course, that there's probably not enough water on Earth right now yes. to actually do the covering. So the hypothesis has to be that this Fountains of the Deep unleashed some water. Additional water? Additional some wa hidden water? But, but from this graphic, this additional water would have had to flow through magma first. That doesn't even make any sense. How does water pass through magma without evaporating into, like... That's a good question. Because either the concentration of water is enough that it cools the magma into rock. Yep. Or the concentration of magma is enough that it, like, evaporates the water You're into good. its component parts. That's right. That is bullshit. That makes no goddamn sense. At velocity, too. So, fun trivia. The last time you said fun I trivia, know. you were mistaken. <laughs> so, Kent Hovind, Eric's father, thinks that these fountains of the deep shot up so strongly... That they hit the moon? They hit the moon. Yeah. And the Bible says the fountains of the great deep broke open. Once the rock cracks and finds a place to us, the water finds a place to escape, it'll launch things out into orbit. All you have to do is uh, get up to escape velocity. It, it's common sense. Maybe the craters on the moon were caused by stuff being blasted off of Earth and the moon eventually running into it. I mean, that makes sense. I've spoken to Kent. Yeah. Face to face. So 
And I, I was more drunk than I am right now. <laughs> that was the only way I could get through that. And he called me sweetheart so many times and saying, we're going to get you to believe in the Bible. And I was like, no, you're not actually like, <laughs> that's not a thing that's going to happen. Anyway, it frustrates me. And how he's treating Emma right now, when you compare to like how he whacks atheists that are no, like absolutely. you and Simon Dan, yep. is that the condescension is palpable. And we know how condescending Kent is to women. How, how condescending am I to women? Do you women here? Do I condescend? Am I condescending to you? You work here? That's a good freeze frame right there. Anyway, you, uh, you, I, I just don't like him. I do not like him. I dislike him. I actively dislike him. I think he's not worthy of respect. I mean, I like Eric. He seems like he's nice enough and he seems like he's trying and he legitimately think he believes these things and thinks he's doing good. I don't think that of Kent. Because no. I feel bad for him. Because like, could you imagine if Kent Hovind was your father? Yeah. You don't actually have to respect what Eric Hovind does, but he keeps his mouth shut. He doesn't bring his laundry into public. No, he doesn't. So, at least I respect that. During that initial 40 days and 40 nights of torrential rain. Oh, and they have dinosaurs in there for scale! So you can believe that a dinosaur would fit on the ark because that's the one linchpin that can like pull yep. us all apart for them and they know it. Huge chunks of that land that had been ripped apart are now colliding underwater, creating some of our mountain ranges. Oh, that's where India came from. Okay. <laughs> all right. That so, just happened. If this is a worldwide flood, how do they explain the plate tectonics pushing the... Answers in Genesis is the one ministry that actually agrees with plate tectonics in terms of the effects that it had. Okay. They just think it happened in like five minutes. But how do they explain the Asian plate is moving southwest and the Indian plate is moving northeast simultaneously, sure, according but, to this graphic? But that... How? During a deluge, are obviously water is crashing... In both directions. In both directions. But the problem here, as far as I'm concerned, it's not the directional... It's the speed. A normal geologist says this happens over millions of years. Uh -huh. The one plate slowly subducts over underneath another. Uh -huh. They're thinking this happens at the speed of a car crash. So like hours, minutes. Right. Like that. The somehow these plates in minutes crash together and created mountains instead of just releasing so much thermal heat at the speeds they're talking about. These are multiple nuclear bombs going off yeah. in terms of heat dissipation. Right. And then the one teeny tiny baby boat that is not only dealing with a flood at this point, but it's dealing with massive land masses the size of continents. Right. They're basically dealing with thousands of nuclear bombs going off. Going off all around, all around them. them. Yeah. And they just like, we're fine. We made, we're made of gopher wood. We're good. Well, I mean, if he had been 900 when he built the boat, he probably would have been shoddy work. <laughs> That's right. But, but he was he, in his 500s. A, a spry 500s. Oh my fuck. All right. Well, I mean, I stand corrected. Five months after the start of the flood, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. One month after that, kangaroos were shot out of a volcano. <laughs> 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 and landed on a log and floated to Australia. The koalas were like, oh my god, there's no eucalyptus to eat here. <laughs> we gotcha. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Don't try to make sense of it. We've done all the calculations. We figured out how much water they need, how much food they need. Don't worry. We've done all the math. <laughs> 
All the math is good. Wow. Look at that. That's a, that, those are some nice signs. Mm. Those are some phenomenal signs. The boat's not really rocking anymore. What happened? The storm is still happening, but Eric is able to stand upright at this point. Derek! Derek is able to stand upright at this point. He's not being tossed to and fro anymore. Whales, dolphins, fish, where do they live? Where do they live? In the water. In what kind of water? What kind of water? Salt water? Fresh water? Well, you're thinking about this too hard. I'm thinking about this at all, is the word you're looking oh, for. Oh, like, I at see. All, at all. Oh, well. I'm thinking about this, like, if period, you... full stop. You're not going to get saltwater creatures to live in freshwater and vice versa. Exactly. No, you're... Certainly not thrive. Saltwater would have just taken over. So only saltwater creatures would have been able to survive. And even then, yes. anybody who has ever owned a fish tank at all knows how precisely... You need to be able to control things like pH and salination and oxidization in order to keep any fish alive for any period of time. Exactly. They just act like water's water, so fish are fine. That's not the way it works. Well, even if you hypothesize that whatever the equilibrium level that it eventually reached is the perfect level that all those fish could have been fine with, there was at least X number of days where it wasn't like that, and fish can't live off balance even for a day, let alone... No, God, no, fuck no. Let alone for, like, if it took weeks or months for this equilibrium to happen. Fish are precious as fuck. Yeah. Literally ask anyone who's ever owned a fish tank. And you want to talk about how precious things are, like coral reefs... Oh my God, yes! ...are far more particular than any fish, and we have coral reefs that are aged far longer than the flood's supposed to be. And they require sunlight. Now all of a sudden they're deeper where exactly. they don't have access to the sunlight anymore. Yep. Because now the, the the sea levels have to rise so much like over mountains. Right. From the lowest point of sea level. Yep. Like none of this makes any sense. What they want you to give it is the three seconds of thought that the Derek character just gave it. Right. There are millions of species of insects. Do they have to be on board the Ark? Well, even if they were, I mean... It's a big place. <laughs> they wouldn't take up a whole lot of room. Yeah, but they are not required on board the Ark because they can survive a flood. Why can they survive a flood? Why? I'm wondering the same thing. I, I, I... Most insects survive off of animal and plant byproducts. I think Jimothy would say that there was enough vegetation and wood and carcasses. Floating around. Floating around that the insects could catch rides on elephant carcasses. For how long? Well, apparently a year. That's ridiculous. And so insects don't need to be on the ark and fish don't need to be on the ark. Right. So the in- But dinosaurs do. Well, the reason... And I'm an idiot. They make an exception for insects because the Bible specifically says that Noah was only supposed to take animals that breathe through their nostrils. Oh my God, stop it. So they have to come up with some reason why non-nostril animals don't need to be on the ark. It's, it's a real thing. I'll show the verse on the screen now. It's a real thing. Yeah. What do they qualify as nostrils? That's interpretation, but even they, as answers in Genesis, can't pretend that an ant has nostrils, so... So how does an ant get from on the ground to surviving a massive flood? Well... The odds of a queen in a colony species surviving, being one of the survivors... With, like, some sort of worker drone. But you're forgetting the lesson we learned in part one, and that is we have a miracle maker. Oh, shit, right. I so forgot God about that. Gets... I forgot that sometimes miracles happen. Right, that so you don't God... have to make it. Any... You don't actually, theoretically, have to make sense of anything because no, no. it could just be a miracle. That's right. Because as soon as you get to the point where you can't explain anything anymore, you just go, poof, miracle, yeah. and then you're fine. So how many animals would have been on the ark? They only how need many... a total 
1,400 kinds. 1398, Tim. 1398, be specific. It's right there, Tim, you lazy bastard. You probably made that sign. You wrote that sign, come on. In fact, we've got a list of all 1,400 kinds right over here. No way. I really would love for somebody to go through that list that they've got here on the wall. And see what of the list that they have grouped together as kind right. isn't capable of reproducing exactly. fertile offspring. I think what, what Tim would say here is that, look, even these things that you intuitively think might be similar can't reproduce, like dingoes and dogs. We can just hand wave away. But you can't but hand also, wave away any of it if you actually want to understand what's going on. But that's not what people want. People want reassurance that what they currently believe. That's I'm people, and that's not what I want. I well, don't want just reassurance that what I believe is already correct. Affirmation is not the same as reassurance. When I went looking to Answers in Genesis to quell my dissonance, I did just want reassurance. Give me something plausible. I didn't care if it was provable. Just give me something plausible that lets me hold on to what I'm... But you had a different bar of what was plausible, though. I obviously. did. But they're catering to the group of people that were slightly more credulous than me. Yeah. That was like, oh, this is a plausible answer. I don't need to look any deeper to see whether yeah. it holds up. And you up. can laugh at the people who think differently because right. they're the ones who are actually silly. Right. So this is a sauropod dinosaur. Oh, the big ones. Yeah, they were huge, except when they weren't. Oh. When they were young. What? <laughs> They were huge, except... Their promotion of the idea that Noah would have taken baby dinosaurs was, I think, one of the more ingenious ideas that they came up with for the plausibility of their story. Yeah, but baby dinosaurs for a year? How do you know what the size of a baby dinosaur was? Well, they know what size dinosaur eggs were, so they can hypothesize that if it started as a basketball egg size, uh -huh. they can hypothesize that after a year it got no bigger than, say, an elephant. But there's literally no way they could know. No, no, no. But it's all just, again, it's an exercise in plausibility. They eat less. They have less weight. They have many hey, more years to reproduce. Hear the rest yeah, of fuck, your, fuck your explanation. Hey, who's that? Hey, who's that? <laughs> Something shiny. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, do we really see, like, evidence, like, scientific evidence of the global flood? Yeah, have a look at this. What do you think caused all of this? Mm, looks like water to me. Sure, it's all erosional features. Do you know where this is found? So, I guess the theme of this is that Eric can't read. He can't read signs. It's like, what's your name? Dexter. It's like, Lucy, Lucy. Everything with flashing lights saying, my name is Lucy, dumbass. But also, I can spot erosional features like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Right here on Mars. Mars, a planet with no known liquid water on the surface, yet we see those erosion features, so it does look like there was some flooding there in the past, and many scientists think it was a huge flood there. Many Mars. scientists think there were many huge floods, not one huge flood. But Mars no, doesn't have any water, Paul. Oh. So, so why do you believe that? Because you hate science? That's right, because I... Because you don't even like science. It's because I want to sin. They love science, and you hate it. That's right. Now, we have all of those erosional features in much greater abundance and much larger scale, right? Here on this planet, uh, our home. That's right. I got it. That one's Earth. That one's Earth. I nailed it. Nailed that it. That one's Earth. <laughs> I want a fucking cookie. <laughs> I fucking got it's it. better. There were flood features on Mars, and there's no water here. Look at all the water we have. Therefore, one single flood only ever. So, all the people on Earth died. They all died. But the babies and the preborn people, we had to get rid of them too. Yes. Yes, yeah. I know. 
God hates abortion, except for if you're pregnant when he wants to flood the entire earth and kill everyone. Those babies can go fuck themselves. Well, but don't worry. They went to heaven, so you're they're good. That's fine. You're fine. But don't babies that are currently aborted go to heaven? Yes. So aren't you doing them a favor? Well. <laughs> Why would God do this? Derek, it's called judgment. Listen to a few verses from Genesis 6. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the this earth. This is what people deserve to die for? That's right. They, just someone, hanging out, having a drink with uh, their friends? Based on this post, someone just called sociable. <laughs> sociable! <laughs> if the excuse for flooding the earth and killing absolutely everybody yeah. is that how we were treating each other was so reprehensible that it could not stand, it should happen now. And it should have happened at multiple points throughout history. And like, this is arbitrary to a degree that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And that's, of course, one of the things that makes the Tower of Babel even more absurd. Is like, oh, you built a tower too tall in the yeah. second century? We have really tall towers now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very inconsistent, obviously. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. If Jimothy hadn't killed that girl, God would have in a couple of days. So why am I supposed to feel bad for her? Obviously, she was reprehensible enough that she deserved to die. Like, it just makes me mad, because you're supposed to just suspend your empathy. Right. While simultaneously engaging it. Because this is meant for me to feel like, oh my gosh, this was so awful that I... Obviously, God had to do something about this. Yeah. And what God did about this was the same thing they're doing. So if they hadn't died here, they would have died in a couple of days. So, like, what, like, what am I supposed to feel about this? That they're different from God? No, they're not, because God was about to do the same thing. Like, I, I just don't understand how people reconcile it. I don't know how you look at this. And say, my God, that's awful. They're killing those people. You know what should happen? God should kill those people. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... Like, that is repugnant. People hang Noah's Ark art over their kids' beds. And I'm like, that is a mess. <laughs> that is a mess. The incest and genocide park. <laughs> right? Yep. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Oh, yeah, these people deserve to die. Because they're... Worshipping gold fucking Jar Jar or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. <laughs> so these would be people who are coming up to sacrifice their children to Baal. This is depicting child sacrifice. Oh, he's got a baby. A, yeah, they're all bringing babies. Okay. To, to throw so uh, to me, it just looks like he's showing the babies no, a bit to Jar Jar, but he's just saying, "Here's my baby. I'm gonna throw to it in the fire." Toss it on this fire here, yeah, for you. So right. So you know. why did all the babies have to die so that no more babies would die? Yes, yeah, so but more babies did definitely die. We could stop the baby killing by killing everyone. Including the babies. Including the babies. But then babies still die. Right, but not to the Jar Jar. So that's better. Now it makes sense. Yep. I'm good. Yep. Now I'm on board with genocide. Team Bible. You're on Yay! So, I mean, the world was really bad. It's currently really bad. The world's always really bad. (laughs) Did you see them? They had a party where a guy was passed out. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait a minute. The world today is pretty bad. Whoa! Whoa! 
Eric channeled me for a second. Oh God, please, please let this go somewhere that Maybe makes sense. Around. It's not going to though, is it? Doesn't this world deserve to be judged again? It does, and he will judge it. But God provided the way for us to be saved from that judgment. Jesus. No spoilers. Jesus came. Jesus came. And now he doesn't have to kill people anymore. Before God decided to send Jesus. He had to kill all the people. Shame he couldn't have sent him sooner. I know. If only he had been like, you know what? Fuck me, man. If I had sent Jesus down before the flood, I wouldn't have had to kill anybody. Why did I wait? Oh, man. Hindsight's twenty twenty. eh? Bad time. Hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> What are you going to do when you're God and you make the wrong decision? Oh, wait, you can't make the wrong decision. What kind of a name is Ham anyway? I bet you're popular around Thanksgiving, aren't so you? So many ham jokes. <laughs> what does that even so mean? So many ham jokes. Because people eat ham at Thanksgiving. Oh, they should eat turkey. Jabeth, man, I have been all over this arc and I can't find Gabby. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Teddy. Why? No. No. Why is Teddy here? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was not ready. Not ready for Teddy. Oh, my God. Why? I don't get why it's a teddy bear. I don't. That teddy bear needs to fuck off into the sun. Like, that is not okay. What is this? Groundhog Day? Sheesh. Look at the special effects on that. Wow. Also, why though? Also, in Christian circles, sheesh is like saying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's serious. Oh, I like those special effects because she disappeared, but there was still a shadow. Ooh, that, that was, was nice. Actually, that was decent. High end. It's like the Hall of Chick Tracks. <laughs> 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 there was one door in the ark, and no one in his family went through that door to be spared from the consequences of if the flood. Jim's here, Gab this Gabby character seems like unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. He told the Israelites to take the blood of a perfect lamb and spread it on their doorpost and on the lintel. And that night, the destroyer would come through the land, and any house that was not covered by the blood of a perfect lamb would lose their firstborn son. And this is like their addendum to like. You know what the worst thing on earth is? Killing babies. But, do you know what a, a miracle God performed was? Killing babies? Yeah. This like, is... literally bookended. Okay, you know, we got this one thing with the flood where we did kill the most babies. But remember when the second time we killed a lot of babies? <laughs> we killed way less babies that time. But don't forget, we keep killing babies. We keep, That's well, just the keep theme. Babies because we need to prevent baby killing. He said, I am the door of the sheepfold. At that time, shepherds actually sat in the doorway, and they were the door for Seems the sheep. Like they could have built actual doors. I know, right? <laughs> Do they not have wood then? <laughs> to hire a shepherd to take place of a plank of wood. Jesus Christ walked out of the door of that tomb alive, showing that he has power over sin and death, and giving the hope and guarantee of eternal life to all who believe in I him. I he's going to get back with his wife because of this. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I need, to go, I need to go talk to my wife and tell her how much I love her. Turns out my mom died of cancer for a good reason after uh, all. At least she's with God. You know, my, uh, my mom believed all this. That's right, she did. She went through the narrow door, 
that leads to eternal life. Screw you to hell. Screw you! Stop telling people how to deal with loss. That's not helpful. Like, <laughs> you can't wrap the fact that I will never see my father again in flowery, well, at least he's with God now. Like, my son will grow up without my dad. Even though I got to grow up with my grandparents until I was in my 20s. My son is 10. He doesn't get to grow up with his grandfather. And I'm, I'm what? Supposed to take him aside and say, Hey, God needed him more than you. So, you should just be happy. Like, what is that? That's not teaching him how to live a life without him. That's hollow solace. It's a platitude. At best, it plays on empathy. Because you can say, well, if you cared about him and you want him to be happy, this is a way that you can just sort of artificially convince yourself that at least he's happy now. Or alternately, if you believe what we believe, then you'll, you'll see him again. If you don't believe what we believe, then the love you had is just gone. Right. So what? So how's somebody like me supposed to deal with that? Somebody like me is supposed to believe that had I managed to convince myself or managed to be convinced that God existed, then I would see my father again. But because I am not convinced of that, that I can't, I can't. I tried to and could not retain it that I could see him again. But now because I cannot be compelled by something, I don't get to see my dad again. This stuff just makes me so mad because it's used as emotional shrapnel to pierce people like me who miss their fucking people who suffer. It's used as emotional shrapnel to attempt to get us to convert because maybe we have promised that we can never prove to you is true. But we can wave it in front of you like dangling carrot so that maybe you have some hope that doesn't help you now it doesn't teach you how to live your life now without this person it doesn't teach you how to grieve it just tells you you don't even have to grieve grieving's not necessary because we promise you you'll see that person again they're not even gone and that's supposed to be a gift you give people? It's not a gift. It's a false promise you can never deliver on and never prove you didn't. It's garbage that is playing on people's emotions. That is using people's weakest points and most deep pain to make them feel like what you can give them is better than the alternative, which is grieving. Which you're gonna have to do anyway. So sure, maybe our folded rock layers don't convince you, and maybe our monkey hip bones don't convince you. But, do you but want sure, to wouldn't you family? like to see? It? That's right. Because we can give you that. Remember when we were having fun? <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, I hate this. <laughs> like we don't talk enough about what it's like to lose people as an atheist. Like it's just, and not just to lose people and grieve, but. To exist with people who think the suspension of grief is the same as grief. And how they look at you 
and isolate you for not being able to say, I'll see them again. God, you know how much I wish I could? You know how much easier that would be? Like, if I could flip a switch and really think that I could see my dad again. Like, if anything is going to convince a Christian that we're not just suppressing the truth, that we don't just want to sin, talk to any one of us who has lost somebody and wishes that we could see them again. Because I do wish I could see dad again, but I can't. And I can't wish that away. I have to find a way to deal with it. And if I was just trying to sin or being dishonest with myself, that would have cured it. But it just reinforced that it made it more real. He's gone. There's nothing I can do about it. Screw this. <laughs> Whatever. Teddy bear was better than this. Sadly, many people choose the broad door that leads to destruction. Fuck your emotional music. <laughs> I'm glad we did this because, like, I know that I'm breaking from what should be, like, a fun, <laughs> upbeat, ahaha, <laughs> creationist night at the museum. <laughs> Isn't this silly? But this is real, like, they're purposefully using upbeat music and creating a somber, interactional tone so that they can register with people that what is really important is that your relationships with the people that you love can continue. Like, all this intellectual stuff aside, like, this is our home run that we're hitting at the end. So don't you want to see the people that you love when you die? Don't you want to see them when they die? Don't you want this to not be it? <laughs> yeah, I do. It would be nice in theory. But let me grieve. Let me come to terms with it. Let me find a way to move forward without being placated. Let me come to my beliefs without being emotionally manipulated. Let it not be held over my head when I can't intellectually hold this belief system anymore, that the consequence of that is that I thought that I would be able to be with the people I love forever and I can't. Like, it's hard enough when you don't believe in an afterlife to know that that's it. But like, having loss has taught me that I need to be more careful about moments because you legitimately don't know which one the last one is. And I need to make sure I cultivate those relationships because I don't get another chance. And that's something beautiful. But it's difficult when you're surrounded by people who not only don't recognize the beauty and how finite it is and how the recognition of how finite it is can help cultivate better relationships in the now. Because the gravity of loss is so heavy that it's easy to escape into it not being the last moment because there will be infinity more if I could see my dad but it is not the case and the reason it's not the case is because I'm an atheist because I just want to sin because I'm suppressing the truth and unrighteousness 
Like, the, the only fucking perceived us as humans. Like, oh, fucking Jesus. Derek, you must decide. I know. I know. Dude. All right, I'm okay now. I'm emotionally together. I think. I'm, I'm, I think I'm okay. Like, you yeah. don't talk about grief as much no. as we should. I agree. But don't you remember? It's all about the starting point. If you start with evolution, you believe the science backs up evolution. And if you start with creation, then the science will confirm the Bible. Except that my starting point was the same as Eric's starting point. But when I, an honest evaluation of the evidence showed me that I couldn't hold on to what I was holding on to. Right. Look back to Danny Faulkner, who was like, well, the thing is, God could just do miracles, right? Right. What does that have to do with science? Literally nothing. Literally nothing. If you're using miracles to have some sort of explanatory power. It's an escape hatch to cover anything. You know, that sounds really philosophical and all, but I'm sticking with evolution. Are you kidding? What good has that done for us? We're blaming God for mom's cancer, and that anger ruins every relationship we get into. hell with him? Like, I... I'm very cognizant of the fact that I'm seeming angry and emotional. And even though they're trying to use anger and emotion to manipulate somebody like me into believing this thing, they could simultaneously use anger and emotion to explain away why I don't, which is what they're trying to do right now. Yep. Is saying that the reason that somebody like me wouldn't believe is because they're angry at God. I don't believe God exists. I am not angry at God. I didn't believe any of this long before my father passed away, long before other people in my life passed away. I didn't believe in God. So that's not my motivation. I cannot intellectually hold this. I am not convinced by it. My dad didn't pass away and then all of a sudden I was like, I'm mad and now I believe in evolution, which is how they're framing this. Well. You do what you want. I want to have a little more fun before I go believing in God. I'm sorry, bro. I want to go have a little more fun before I go believing in air quotes God. Code word for sin. If you wanted to sin, like, okay, so in this scenario, both of them decidedly are probably suppressing the truth in unrighteousness and already believe in God. Right. Right? Or, or recognize that God is real. Yep. Eric 1 and Eric 2 both believe in god both believe god is right. a thing yep so if i wanted to sin i would be better off believing in god and going oops sorry absolutely at least then i have absolution yeah like i could sin every day request forgiveness every night yep. and be all set whereas right now I, I am accountable wholly accountable to myself my conscience, and society and have to deal with that day by day. Like whatever guilt that I have, I have to sit with. So if I wanted to have air quotes fun, what I would do, if it is a choice, is believe in God and have that air quotes fun and then ask for the absolution because it's granted as a guarantee. So I don't even understand this argument. It's like intellectually stupid. Jeffrey Dahmer's going to heaven and I'm going to hell. Which is why this argument doesn't make any goddamn sense. They need to present a reason why rational people reject their arguments. And they, but we have a motivation other than rationality. Right. And that motivation is that... The, the fun. The quote-unquote fun. We want to have fun. Yeah.
Something hit me. A flashlight? Oh, a flashlight? I gotta tell Sarah. Wait, you might have a concussion. Oh, you can kind of see the building in this one. Call Sarah. Wow! What in the what? What Hey! Hey, Sarah! Uh, wow! Um, okay, this last night I had was absolutely uh, crazy. I, uh, hey, you know that guy you've been wanting me to talk to, that preacher guy? I want to, I want to talk to him. I need to get his number. Okay. Oh, so the reason that he wasn't with his wife is because she wanted him to believe in the Bible and he refused? Right. So he's the new Lee Strobel slash Jay Warner Wallace. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Neat. They're both the same person in my head. <laughs> well, now Derek will join them. Derek and Lee. And Maybe Derek will write Jay. a book. About how he was in a guard at the museum. Yeah, cold, cold case <laughs> museum night shift. Night shift Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very night shift Christianity. <laughs> well, I mean, neat. All right, fine. I'm a Christian now. What have we learned? If you get knocked on the head, this will all make sense. You have, to, you have to have one nap that you were told not to have. Yep. And then knock yourself unconscious with a flashlight. Right. Then what Ken Ham presents, who apparently was never in the he film. Never, he never showed false up. False advertising. If you nearly get concussed, the message of the Creation Museum makes sense. The message to me is that there's tangential evidence that's not specifically compelling, but if we make emotional appeals to the basic tenets of Christianity that you might be compelled by, then you can find your way to justifying how weak the case is in order to sustain yourself emotionally if that's something that you feel like you need or require. I think you're right. I think this is tacit acknowledgement that the creation evidence itself is, is it not true? compelling outside of emotional appeals. emotional appeals. Yeah, that really is the case, though, because everything ultimately terminated in psychological perceptions of things. Like even when it came to, you know, Dexter or Lucy or whatever the fuck. Right. Like it was all about, you know, oh, hey, there's these psychological interpretations where you could perceive this one way or the other. So let's look at how you can perceive it this way. So it's psychological affect. And then the rest of it was just emotional appeals. Evolution leads to bad things psychologically and sociologically. And if you don't believe in Christianity, then there's these detrimental psychological affects that you're going to have to suffer from. And isn't this a better alternative? Well, Hammy New Year to everybody. Hammy New Year! Oh, <laughs> uh, well... I guess we started 2022 off on the wrong, right? So. And I look forward to the 2023 spinoff where t we find out what the world was up with Teddy the Teddy Bear. I really need to know what the hell is going on with that Teddy Bear. I have no closure. Why, though? I Why? Is that Teddy Bear wearing a Canadian tuxedo? What happened to its eye? Like, who's supposed to get that? In the comments section, I want somebody who understands that to, like, make that make sense. Make it make sense. If you think that Eric allows comments in his comments section, you are the naive of person. Of our comments section. Oh, of our comments section. Of this I video. see. If for some reason you need more, 
click on the link uh, on the screen and you can keep watching more previous Happy New Year. <laughs> they were all an amazing delight. We've been delightful we are for delightful. five straight years. To, Fudge! Ma- <laughs> <laughs> to many more. Cheers. Later. Later. Elevate the discourse or whatever.